Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Rick James really didn't try to hide anything in this song, did he? 12 o'clock, Domino Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. What's the ultimate stoner song is the X platform question of the day. Happy 420 day, gentlemen. Uh, Well, in April it will be, but there's nothing really to read through in this one when it comes to Rick James. Hey, don't forget, maybe you want to do that stuff uh, down at a Sandals Caribbean destination of your choosing, including Sandals Duns River in Jamaica. You can qualify courtesy of the fan in the locker room. First of all, you got to peruse the social media accounts at Facebook, Instagram, and X for the word of the day. And then when you're asked for the word of the day, Locarina. the locker room, maybe that's one of them, the key word, if you will, be the first to answer it correctly and you qualify, you got to be 21 or older and a legal resident of Georgia to enter and to win. A fine addition at Georgia Games this year, and Matt Olson will come your way at 1220. Plenty of things to cover in this hour of 12 o'clock. The college football voice of the South is going on campus. Presented by Subaru of Gwinnett on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Or shop online at SubaruofGwinnett.com. Josh Brooks at the end of his athletic department board meeting yesterday formally made the announcement. Beer sales will begin at football games at Sanford Stadium this upcoming season. Now, the SEC did approve alcohol sales for the conference back in 2019. Georgia is the last of the 14 original schools to introduce beer sales following Auburn, which proved it earlier this year. Now, Josh Brooks says they're going to shut down sales at the end of the third quarter, and there will be a maximum of two purchases per individual and all servers, Domino. This is very important. All servers will be properly trained, as in you're going to be asked for your ID no matter how old you are. doesn't matter. You and I can walk up and buy beers. They're going to check our IDs. So yeah, don't be insulted yeah. by that. Right. What do you mean? I'm clearly 60. Don't be that guy. Show your ID. Yeah. They're just trying trying to do their job. That's it. Take your shoes off at the airport. Yeah, you. Everybody has to. Put them in the bin. Let the bin go through. You got a laptop? How about you take that out? Because you're not so special. Well, uh, me? Yeah, you. Same thing. Have your, have your driver's license ready. Don't cut a heel promo when they ask you for your ID. So I have two daughters who are 20 and 18. What's the drinking age here? I think it's 21. Yeah, everywhere. Okay. What happens if they see fake IDs? Because I'm assuming there'll be fake IDs from students. I mean, they're gonna ha- there's going to be fake IDs. Now, again, mine said citizen on it. I don't think that's really going to fly. Yeah, if they're much more elaborate. Citizen or McLovin. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. They're much more elaborate. If they're going to challenge the validity of the ID, if they're just, you know, pushing beer. What year were you born? That's That's always the trick they get you. It's not really my job if I'm the guy selling the beers. Wait, you changed your name to McLovin? Yeah, if it says that, Mm -hmm. and it's a Hawaii driver's license, then yeah. Then you deserve to have the ID taken away. Well, I do think that they're probably going to issue a warning to students. If you're a Georgia student, you're you're busted with a fake ID at a game. By the way, don't do it. Do what every other student does. Sneak your own stuff in. 
Drink beforehand. Sneak your own stuff. In. Uh, Georgia currently sells 16-ounce domestic beers. I'd like to buy two beers. <laughs> for $8. Imports for $9 at basketball games at Stegman Coliseum. Speaking of which, Georgia blew a 14-point halftime lead. Put it this Ooh, way. Yeah. They were up seven with six minutes left. They ended up losing by nine. So a total collapse. 17 to two. Everybody got fat and happy. Yeah, so they're four and four now in the SEC. And then you got perhaps the hottest team coming in, the South Carolina Gamecocks, one o'clock at Stegman this upcoming Saturday. So close but no cigar once again for Georgia um, last night. LSU was the first, by the way, in 2019. They reported $2 million in net revenue for that season. Tennessee is on the record of saying they hit, they pulled in $3.3 million selling beer at Tennessee football games. So in case you're wondering what kind of swing. Uh, we do know that, listen, I'm not giving anything away. Uh, it's it's a good business. The keg costs less than what you end up selling look, it for per cup. As you said, it is business now. And people like Kirk Herbstreit can say everything's spiraling out of control around college athletics, but you have to make money however you have to make money. We talked about Boston College and their head coach leaving to become the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers because of reasons that you've talked about for a long time now, Chris. At the college level, you, you, you have to deal with too much now. So somebody put it out there, and I don't know who used it, but Patrick Mahomes, you probably heard of him. He's going to be in the Super Bowl. I'm allowed to say Super Bowl, by the way. I found that out. I'm not endorsing anything. That's the big game then, but it's the Super Bowl. Right. I'm allowed to say the Super Bowl, and I might say it a lot today because I can. It would be like Patrick Mahomes being a free agent every year. And even worse than that, after every game, you okay, Pat? We're good? What is it you'd like to maybe have us call and run? Oh, you don't ask me that. You know, the guy at Ohio State, that quarterback get asked what they want to run. Maybe I leave. That's going on in college. It's like everybody's a free agent at a minimum at the end of every year. Now there's internal during the year. Your mind is gone. You're already talking to Jimmy over there. I'm just going to walk through the portal and go over there. And you have it's a bad crazy. game, right? People are reaching out. You're not used right, or you feel like you're not used no right. Doubt. You say it to somebody, yeah. and they contact who they have to contact behind the scenes, you know, under the table, yep, so to speak. That's the way it's working now well, in college athletics. Not for everybody, but for some. And, and again, what's illegal? I, I don't know. Maybe nothing's supposed to be illegal. Like, people joked at me when I said 10 years ago, let's just take it out of the alley. We're going to give you a condo. You don't play well, we're going to take the condo. Guess what? You're teaching somebody about life. We found out the Tennessee people are a little bit angry. You think it's sort of like you think we're the only ones doing this? You're coming after us for this? Reese Davis said it's silly. What's going on right now? Of course. In in terms of like they have to answer to this, right? What the NCAA is doing to Tennessee? No one can really understand it. And it's Tennessee is like, listen, I know that we've had problems in the past. Just seems like you're coming after us. I don't want to tell you everybody's doing it, but everybody's doing it. And by the way, it's your fault. Because we don't even know what the rules are. There's no regulation. That's it. Well, you want a chaos, Chris. Yeah, here are it you is. happy about what you wanted well, now? Uh, I'm kind of happy. Yeah. I kind of dig it. Um, you want to go leave to be in the NFL? Yeah, there are going to be more guys who do it. There are going to be guys who maybe they've made enough money, they're going to step away. It's just not their bag anymore. It's not the game they grew up loving. That's what I'm hearing. Who are the top three coaches right now in college football? Kirby Smart. Yeah. Is right. Still number two? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Can I tell you, it feels like starting pitchers. There are, there, don't, there are not a lot of aces. There are not a lot of aces. Like, I can't put 
the bore in there because he got the Alabama job. Somebody must think he's really good. So I'm reading a bunch of different articles now since Nick Saban retired. Everybody is saying, obviously, Kirby Smart's number one. But then you get to two and three. Hmm. Is it Dabo? Brian Kelly, someone said. It'll make them like they used to. The second best coach. Now, I don't know what you're basing that on. Did you hear one of the stories that was going around about Seattle, about Dan Quinn and Brian Kelly? Going in as a package? Like, Brian Kelly might actually leave college football to go to the NFL to be an OC. I don't know. I, like, I read that. I was like, oh, and then the Boston College guy did it. And you go, yeah, why couldn't a guy with a bigger name do it? Well, because if you're, if you're an outstanding coordinator, and we've seen it how many times now all around the NFL. Well, you if, get tired of having to kiss ass. Of, yeah, I told you, boosters aren't boosters. They're partners. They're partners now. They're giving money to some collective, and you have to now you got to lick boots. Coaching is a little bit lower on the list of priorities. Like, actually coaching, you know, oh, the X's yeah. and O's when you're a head Look, coach. I got to worry about Jimmy. He's talking about leaving. But, Coach, it's September. Yeah, that's what happens. And Jimmy wants more money, so I got to go, you know, talk to the Buick dealership in town to see if they can set him up with more money. Meantime, I got practice in two hours. <laughs> and I only get two hours. Yeah, there's, there's still a rule about how many hours you yeah, can practice. There's a lot of things hey, happening. Did you see uh, the $40 million lawsuit against Ole Miss coach Lane Kiffin was dismissed? Yes, it was. Um, you can say anything you want. You can have tape, and then somebody's got to go, okay, what is that? Might have been a little rough, but Some, sometimes it's hard to prove. But the money is out there for places like Georgia. $200 million they're spending on facilities currently right now, including phase one of the outdoor track. It's going to be a two-phase deal, and that means the old Specktowns track, which has been at its current location since 1964, is going to be demolished. And guess what's going to happen once that's all demolished? Kirby's going to get two outdoor practice fields. Because the outdoor practice fields right now, uh-huh. um, one is only 80 yards long. So it's great what they have in the House of Pain. But now if Kirby wants something else, Kirby's going to get something else. Is he going to catch crap for, for destroying something that's been around since? No, he's not catching no, crap. No, it's for dilapidated. Anything. He's not catching crap for anything. Right? Adam, you It is what it is. That old track, I mean, it's, it's clearly seen better days. But they're still going to have a track. Yeah, they're going to build a new one, oh, a new okay. outdoor that's, track and okay. field facility. That's, yeah, that's, you know, they're renovating Foley Field. Right. We know so, what's going on at Sanford so Stadium. Everybody gets happy. Yeah, and okay. and the fundraising is going on. Josh Brooks made made sure everybody understands they're going to continue to reach out. I don't want Kirby Smart to be mad at me too. I don't. So if it gets back to him, I'll just I'm not going to deny it. I'll, I'll say I said it. Isn't eighty yards enough? I'm serious. Isn't eighty yards enough? It is. Say yes. Guys, you're missing the window. I, I knew it. I knew he was going to. Yeah, we're missing the point in some way. Why is this the conversation? Yeah, damn. I knew he was going to. You know that. why? He wants 100 yards like everybody else has. That's why. He's Kirby Smart, and he can ask for those things and get those things. What if, somebody, <laughs> what if somebody marked it, like, with 100 yards? Just, you know, did you just lie to the guy? Step it off, Kirby. It's 100. This is not a thing. It's not like our players are stopping after running 80 yards once they catch a pass because they're only used to going 80 yards. Does the extra 20 yards really make that big a difference? I kind of agree with you, Demi. Thank you. Uh, I mean, you know what? I don't know if your key card's going to work now. Yeah, you might be out. Your real butthole. Now, you might want to deny that you said that. Me, I'll just tell him, yeah, I said that. Why is, an 80, yard, why is 80 yards not enough? I'll because ask because Kirby wants 100 yards. Okay. That's why. It's not like that indoor thing they had a few years back where it was like 10 <laughs> or 15 yards. Yeah, that, you, that every one, time you kick the football, it hit a light. I, I got to say, you know, for all the things we don't like about Jeremy Pruitt, 
he may have had a point there when it comes to the indoor facility and what they were trying to practice on. And at times they had even less space because when the media would gather, they would they would feed us. That was the only good thing that room really <laughs> did was provide a space to eat that meals. That's true. Yeah, we they would sit on the turf and eat. They did do that. <laughs> I mean, they would set up the tables that we wouldn't yeah, actually sit on the turf. Or tables. Um, I think I'm right about this. Remember when you played like three on three or four on four in the park when you were a kid? Some kids, oh, I'll kick it off like we scored a touchdown. But most times it's you threw it up in the air like yes. Kick. That's what they had to do in that facility because you couldn't really kick anything. Right. You'd hit a light. Turn into the natural. We had, we had two, two kids that could kick. Mario Piaquadio and Tony Brardinelli. Those are the only two that could kick. They came, o- they came over from Italy and like, you know. No they, way. Is they, they new soccer? Uh, well, I mean, yeah. And, the football? And, like Tony Brardinelli was driving in eighth grade, so he was a little bit older. Oh. Rear oh. A little bit behind. What's the school system in Italy? <laughs> Buongiorno. Apparently not as good. Maybe it's better now. It was 40 years ago. Gorlami. But you would have a couple of kids that could he kick. He could drive to the eighth grade dance. Yeah. Yeah. Grazie. Yeah, Tony had his license. There's nothing more like if you can't kick, don't kick. I've watched I've seen a lot of soccer. You know, you watch dads just watch this, I'm gonna score a goal before the girls get out here. Mm-hmm. Are you? Are you? There may there may be a time to stop that. It, it's great what you were able to do before. Now is it's time to stop. After last year's monster season, what will Matt Olson do for an encore? Well, he started. By talking with Chris Domino at Braves Fan Fest, you'll hear that conversation. I should have asked him how he thinks he's going to do this <laughs> When year. we come back, did he make any huge <laughs> proclamations? Find out when we come back here on your home of the Braves. It's Domino and Cellini. It's the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Domino, Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Thanks for taking the time to listen. We're on a Thursday afternoon. We know that Braves Fest was this past weekend. We know that we are going down to spring training the week of the 19th, the week of the first full workouts when they all start. If you didn't make it to Braves Fest and you're not going to spring training, well, we'll keep you up to date. Audio and video interviews from Braves players, coaches, and GM and President Alex Anthopoulos to get caught up on all the news and those interviews. Go to 680thefan.com slash BravesFest. Tap the app or search 680thefan on YouTube, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and Roku. By the way, all of those options, you can watch this program no way. and every program when we work from the studio. When's that here. start? Well, it's, it's been ongoing. Doing that now? That's, yeah. Better sit up a little bit straighter. Yeah, right now. Put some makeup on. Mom me. could be watching. So Matt Olson had a monster year last oh, year. Can I also mention, though, the guys who did Saturday's Brave Fest in the Chop House? Yeah. They made it on MLB Network today. Because when they sat down with Alex Anthopoulos, there was a guy behind them. There was a glass. Right. And he had a sign saying, trade for Dylan Cease. And it was actually, Alex Anthopoulos turned around. 
And he acknowledged the guy. So it was on MLB Network this morning. And Alex Anthopoulos said, too expensive. We tried. Well, he, Which is more than I thought he was going to say. Yeah, he, well, again, that's true. He originally said, well, another one of these guys. Another, another couch GM. You don't think I hear this crap every day? I think that was edited out by the guys. I, I did not see that part, I was yeah, going to say. I think that got left on the cutting room look at floor. This, look at this loser. Now, he's a GM. I'm a GM. Be it Alex Anthopoulos or Matt Olson or anybody else, when they join us on the phone, they join us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line. Are you brave enough to take that first step? If you are, consult the fine divorce attorneys at Hobson & Hobson at areyoubraveenough.com. Here is Matt Olson's conversation with Chris Domino. Matt Olson. Um... How was the offseason? Or you, you still have a little bit left. I mean, I know Still, you got a little bit left. A couple weeks. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're basically full go at this point. Yeah. Um, it was good. Um, wife and I you know, moved, got a new house, um, moved a little closer to the field, did some traveling, and uh, just catching up on, on some time with family and friends. Did you sit down at that table when all the paperwork is going by and it seems like you're signing your life away? Like Absolutely. You're an adult and yeah. you make a very nice living, but at some point, is that th- that's a lot. Like, I, I think I just signed. I certainly didn't know what I was signing. Do you, did you sure. feel like that was just, well, I don't know, I guess we got a house. I guess I'm just putting a lot of trust in the uh, <laughs> the real estate agent to, uh, that that everything's going smoothly. But, yeah, it does seem like you're you're signing your life away. And you're bit. an adult. I mean, yeah. the, the most adult thing you can probably do besides being a parent is probably buying a house. Mm-hmm. And you don't own a house. I explained to my daughter, she said, so we own this house? I said, we own that room, that room, and that room. The other rooms we don't own. Yeah. That's not really how it goes. Right. We don't own that house. So what about families? Like, what's what's your time off in terms of, do you travel a little bit? Do you give yourself a little bit of time to, to enjoy that part of life? Yeah. Uh, my wife and I like traveling a good. pretty good bit. Um, we did a, we did an African safari, actually, this offseason really? over, over New Year's. Um, uh, basically, long story short is we have a, a travel person who works in our agency, and um helped us book our honeymoon in Hawaii when we got married. And he said, I'll do this, but what I really do is African safaris. And we had never really given it much thought before yeah. that. And my wife and I said, before we have kids and, yeah. you know, we, we got if you're ever gonna do free it. time. Yeah, I don't think I'm so going to take a four-year-old to. No, uh, <laughs> but any apprehension? Uh, no, I Maybe when we were out there. And, yeah. And, I mean, you keep uh, your hands in your pocket, your hands are your living. Mm-hmm. You're not going to let anything come close to the fingers. We, yeah, we, we, had, a, <laughs> we had a couple uh, couple scares, you know, a little, little too close for comfort for yeah. me. But uh, we made it back, and those are the cool stories now. So it was, it was a really cool experience. Well, and belated, but I know we talked about it. Congratulations on everything that happened last year. Uh, I know it's sort of an older question, but year two, what is it really like for, for a guy not only coming home, but... Uh, but getting himself incorporated into the the atmosphere and the clubhouse and the guys and, and what they want around here and how they go about it around here. What really, if you look back on it now, what was that swing in the year two? I just think the comfort of it. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be Murph this year, um, his second right. year. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of new stuff coming over to a new organization. Um, you know, whether. It was here in Atlanta being home for me or anywhere else. Um, just kind of getting acclimated to, to everything and, and the people and, you know, the guys you're playing with. Um, 
to be able to to have a full season under the belt and then come back around the second time was was just so much more comfortable and um, you know, now it feels like I've, I've been here for 10 years Does seeing it? the guys. And, yeah, you know, you, you spend so much time with them. Um, but, you know, just to, just to be able to get a year under the belt and, and have an off season, know who you're talking to, you know, uh-huh. send your, your swing video to the hitting coaches that you already know and those kind of things. Um, it, it's a lot better. And, and, you know, like I said, I'm sure um, Murph's going to feel that. Uh, this upcoming year too. When you're going well in a packed building, what's it like? Because I was asking guys, hey, Bryce was just sitting down, when you know that you can't get me out, and I'm not telling you that happens a ton of times, but there is, listen, I saw how locked in you were at times. What's it like to walk from the on-deck circle into the into the batter's box when it's that? Uh, that's the best feeling. Um, you know, that's like the in-the-zone moment um, when you're just, you know, fully in the flow. And like you said, it feels like nobody can get you out. Um, you know, I, I forget who it was from, but, um, you know, somebody told me there's there's going to be a month during the season where nobody can get you out. You know, maybe not consecutively, but, you know, bits and pieces of a week here and there, a week here and there. There's going to be a month of the season where you feel like you can't get a hit, and it's what you do with that time in between that separates the good from the great players. So, um, you know, it's it's less of, you know, when it's all going good, you, it's it's it. It looks like a beach ball. It, it looks great. Um, but, you know, the, the times in between is, is what separates the guys. And, and great players, you know, I've had an opportunity to talk to guys, Hall of Fame guys, and they say, it's how condensed can I make the not-so-good times? How much can I shorten them up? And that's what sort of becoming a veteran is. It's harder when you have a lot of people in your ear as a young guy. Talk to Jared Kelnick. When you have young guys and people are in multiples of people are in their ears, once you're a veteran, don't you figure out how to condense the not-so-good stretches? Absolutely. Um, you know, that's absolutely the goal. Um, I think just the more at-bats you get, the more you get to know yourself. Um, you know, I've I've... I got drafted in 2012, and and you're still finding a way to to fine-tune stuff and, and, you know, actually hone in on what you need to do and how you need to prepare and how you, you know, go at each game. And, um, you know, every year you you pick up bits and pieces of of what you want to do with the the ultimate goal is, is that, you know, you're dead set in your ways. And you know what you need, and how is this going to make me the best player when 720 comes? When did you grow? When did you have a high school sort of spurt? Uh, yeah, I was always I was always a little on the taller side, okay. but um, because you do know some guys have to fix, you know, they hit that little bit of a spurt, and all of a sudden stance changes a little bit, they get a little bit stronger. Things were you sort of not? Did you not fall prey to? sort of that growth thing where now I have to figure more things out? Um, I did. I hit, I, I really started kind of shooting up around 8th, ninth grade. Um, I think there's an aspect of it. I, you know, I'm long. I have long levers. Um, not always ideal for, for hitting. Um, so there's there's an aspect of, of figuring out, um, you know, your own body and, yeah. and what you need to do. But um, the, the length... The length doesn't always help. <laughs> no, well, and, and golf, some people say, oh, wouldn't that make you a better golfer? But not necessarily because you're dealing with something that's not as normal as a lot of other people. If I saw your swing at 16, would I, no name on the back, if I just saw from behind, would I know it was you? Um, I don't know because I, I 
used to be in a different stance. Okay. Um, I put my hands out a little more out in front of me um, in about 2017. So what was the so, reasoning? Basically, I, I used to be, like, really close in towards my body, and I would just get, like, super tight, and, and I would, like, rotate a lot. So, like, my front shoulder would really close off, and I'd really spin out. So kind of the thought was putting my hands a little further out, so I gave myself a clearer path, you know, mainly to the inside pitch. You know, did one person about. figure that out, or, did you, like, was that a collaborative? It was kind of collaborative. Um, the My hitting coach in, in Oakland kind of sat me down. This was right after I, call, I got called up in uh, September 2016 okay. for my first taste. And um, kind of towards the end of the year, he's like, hey, basically, you're going to get exposed a little bit if we keep doing mm-hmm. this. Um, don't know exactly the answer, but we need to find something new. Um, and I kind of just started playing around, you know, it was actually in the cage one day, um, just off the machine. And I just wanted to be as direct as possible to the ball. So I, I just like put my hands out in front of me. I was just trying to like tap the ball and, you know, built my way up and I just felt super direct, you know, really stopped cutting myself off. Um, cause my big problem was I couldn't get it inside pitch and like hit it true. Yeah. It was either... You know, I'd, I'd hit it in the first base dugout, or I'd get beat on it because I was just super rotational. Um, so it was it was a little bit of a collaborative. But um, did you go through a stretch where you attacked like you thought? I don't know. I don't want to say swinging harder, but a fight. Because guys will tell you that you you look at it, it's effortless looking. I'm not telling you there's not effort in it, but it looks effortless. Did you ever go through a stretch where you you, you went to clubbing like you tried? <laughs> Um, no, I actually, I used to, I used to be told the opposite to, to try to slow it down. Um, so somebody did tell you that. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, I, it never worked. Uh, I think, I think in theory, if you tell yourself to swing softer, you're, you feel like it's going to be easier. But to me, I felt like it just, you know, back to the length thing. Um, you know, I, I have to be like tight in my swing in order to deliver the, the barrel in the right spot so for me when i brought the effort down it kind of like exposed the length a little more for me really? so kind of backwards okay. a little bit do, um it's funny do, why do lefty do you have you thought about why lefties do look prettier than righties <laughs> uh I, maybe maybe because of the, the way we we get out of the box or um yeah i don't know I, do, you, do you believe it like if you've seen enough guys hit does it look like i i would I would say that there are more like smoother, sweeter feels lefty that way. swings. Right. Um, I don't. I don't know. The Is it because more righty it. pitchers? Is it? Just, I. I don't know. I. I've asked a lot of guys and nobody. Yeah. I. I don't know. I. I do feel like there is a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, but. No, it's All right. fine answer. It's, let me know. It, <laughs> it's bragging time. When you go to the chop house and up, above, like you, you hit. I don't know air conditioning units. Do you know? Immediately, and do you, I, I'm not saying you, you're not a bad flip guy. You're not, but do, do you at least peak because you're as curious as anybody else? Oh, you for sure peak. Yeah. Um, you know, if you hit it, if you're hitting it up in that territory, you know it's a homer. Um, <laughs> so you got a second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, you, you're looking to see where it lands. It's 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 cool to have little landmarks out there to right. to kind of check out uh, where it goes, but. Um, yeah, if if you know it's kind of in that territory, then you can you can take a little extra look. Do you know which one you've hit the furthest? 
Um, I do not. You don't. Like, I'm asking, like, because a five-feet window doesn't feel like a lot. But when you go on top of that thing for the first time, you know, when you get back to the dugout, guys are kind of like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I like think, you might even see it on their faces as you're rounding the bases. I think Sites told me that it was the first time he had seen uh, someone go on. I think I, it was off of uh, Gonsolin with yeah. with L.A. And I think he told me that it was the first time he he saw someone go up there. So that's a, I, I thought it was pretty cool. Well, listen again, I say markers. They used to. Do you know the old days they used to mark seats? I don't know if they did in Oakland. Oh, yeah? Did they have? A seat or two marked where guys hit bombs. They did it in Pittsburgh, Willie Stargell. Yeah, they did just, it with Harmon Killebrew. That's I know not the a thing Boston anymore. one. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. Ted Williams has got one. Mm-hmm. Why don't yeah. we do that anymore? I don't know. Maybe we should get it going. I, I absolutely believe there should be markers yeah. to say, oh, yeah, that to plant a little flag. That's that guy's territory. Although I think they keep moving the Ted Williams one back every you year. You do. Yeah. yeah, you just feel it's... Yeah, I they're think they're paying a different one. Yeah. <laughs> they're playing to poke out there. Hey, real quick, let me ask you about ballparks. Do you change anything? Depending on the park? Yeah. No, not normally. I mean, you know, there's going to be there's gonna be different parks, um, you know, where it's carrying differently. Uh, you know. Uh, Can you hit to an out? Like, when this place was first built, you might not know this, The one of the, the hotels wasn't built or the Comcast building wasn't built. It was a different air path. And then they built another building, and it changed a little bit, and uh, the alley got a little bit smaller. But guys would tell me, man, if you get it up there, I said, are you guys good enough to actually get it into a into an air alley? And yeah. Maybe, yeah. I, I, I think it, it plays a factor. Um, you know, if, if I'm going to – if the wind's blowing, let's call it, from left to right, and I – hit a ball left field as well as I hit it, it's probably an out right. where I could miss a ball to right and it might it'd be a homer. Um, you're not going in and fully changing your Do you approach. look at flags? Absolutely. You do? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, atmosphere, uh, conditions, humidity. I mean, you're so you guys are sort of all aware of, I'm not saying you change your game, you change your swing, but you're aware of today might be a day that, I need to think about this. For sure. Okay. You know, a day game where it's 100 degrees here yeah. in Atlanta, um, you know, you can hit a home run to center field, <laughs> no doubt. If we go and play a night game in San Francisco and it's misting and the wind's blowing in. Same ball. I could hit my absolute best shot to center field and it's an out. So, um, like I said, you're not fully changing your approach, but it's, to me it's more of like a height thing. When it's flying well, you can be a little, okay. you know, higher if, with your sights, and then if it's not, you normally stay a little lower and, and try to go more line. All right, last thing. You seem friendly, uh, but when you're having the year you had last year, when guys get on first base, are they sort of making you aware of what you know that you are having a hell of a year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some guys would say some stuff, and I'd, I'd tell them to to, to chill. Yeah, yeah, chill out. I'm I'm trying to keep this going a little right. bit, but but guys. There is an appreciation when guys, I do believe that players appreciate other great players. Yeah, and you know, there are, I'm joking. There are always you know good conversations, yeah. and um, you know, it's that is a benefit of playing first. You get to know other guys and other teams a little better than everyone else, and um, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of guys over there, so. Um, you know, it's it's cool when, when some dudes get on and, and want to chat it up with you. Yeah. All right, listen, I can confirm to Braves country, there's ten fingers, and I'm assuming there's ten toes in the shoes. Yep. The African Safari thing all worked out. Matt Olson's back for year three. Yep. All right, all appreciate good. it. Thank Thanks, you. man. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Matt Olson and Chris Domino from Braves Fan Fest over the weekend. You can listen to all of the interviews at 680thefan.com slash bravesfest. Tap the app. Search 680thefan on YouTube, Amazon, Fire, Apple TV, and Roku. I don't I don't know about that. 
That's a Safari deal. Oof. I hope I don't get him in trouble. I don't know if that's in his contract, not in his contract. You know, here, here's what I do know. Those animals don't really much care about no, anything. They don't care that you hit 54 home runs. No. They, they see a steak right. when they look at you. Yes, they want to eat you. He, he's probably more of the hot dog looking guy. Yeah, he's that's true. That's a fair point. Thank you. Should I have asked him about that? You know, you had no shot to win the MVP last year. Which is crazy. Look at the year you had. You had no shot to win and the he, MVP. And he's not going to do that again this year. You, you can't oh, expect no. him to do that again. That being said, on paper, I think everybody stands in agreement. On paper, this is a better team than what they were last year. Uh, yeah, I think I think people will tell you the bullpen's better until it's not, because then everybody stinks. There'll be a week where the bullpen does, relatively speaking, stink, and people get crazy, and... We'll figure out who the fifth starter is going to be. And he's a bum. That guy, what's he doing starting baseball games? Sean Murphy, it's interesting he brought up Murphy second year because he's right. You know, you get more comfortable. You There's a routine. Um, he thinks Sean Murphy's going to have sort of a kick up. Because he really as well. fell off a cliff. He sure did. Last year. He did. And, and you would think the back of his card says, you know, he's going to be better this year. And maybe it was the adjustments. And maybe it was the... I don't know. Maybe maybe he gave too much of his time to, to be a, a nice, good new guy. Just go back to what you did. I, it certainly worked for Matt Olson. He does. He's not shy about talking about how he got comfortable. His second year, this is a much. He bought bought a house. I don't know if you heard. And and when you make that kind of money, what kind of money does he make? They signed him. He got good money. He's fine. I don't have the exact figures. He's fine. Don't you think though? For, like you would think. Oh, he's so rich. He doesn't have to sign all that paperwork. He does, like everybody else. Austin Riley's building a house uh, right around where we live, behind us. I don't want to say where, but I kind of know the location. Can you see the mountain? Um, I think so. Yeah, probably. He's probably got a piece of land. He seems like a land guy. Yeah. He seems like a land Pretty sure I know where that house is being built. But the point is... You're seeing construction? Yeah, these guys are all settling in, and a guy like Chris Sale is now here. Looking forward to the... We're going to play the conversation you had with Spencer Strider tomorrow. And you said he's really intense at times... And I think he's going to have a kindred spirit here in Chris Sale because he said Chris Sale is one of those guys that yeah. when things start to slip a little bit, yeah. <laughs> he, he's going to step up. He's not afraid to step up and speak his mind. Now, will they butt heads because they're too much alike? I don't know. No, no. But, but as of right now, Spencer Strider is very happy with Chris Sale being a part of this team. You know, it's interesting. I'll see where their lockers are, like not only in spring, but in the regular season. I wonder if they're going to put the. Maybe they shouldn't put those two guys together. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. I don't, I don't know what it'll what it'll be like. Well, it's like sometimes when a father and son don't get along, why do they not get along? They're too much alike. My wife says, yeah, let's just put it, you know, I don't want to talk about having a favorite, but I know which one that I bark at, and it's the one who's allegedly my favorite. Mm-hmm. And my wife says, because? Because she's just like you. Yeah, she's you. And no response, no communication. Right. Now you thing. know how all of us feel. Here at 680 The Fan. And we don't mean that in a bad way. No, I know. Just saying I, you know how I we don't, feel now. I don't answer a lot of texts. I do notice it when you guys send texts. I, do, I find myself... And I know when you read them, I, it's marked red. Oh, is it? Yeah, I know. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. I don't want to let that cat out of the bag, but I worse? just did. Is it worse if it says no. red and nobody responds? Not really. I mean, I just okay. know that you saw it. As long as you see no, it. No, I'm asking. Is it worse if I didn't read it, or is it worse that I just don't respond because I don't care? Um, Which I th- one is worse? I think it would be worse. It's a jerk move to to read it and not respond. I have nothing. Yeah, whatever. You guys are doing your own thing. It's a power move. It's sure. A, you got to understand. With him, nothing he does bothers me. <laughs>
Why am I going to let that bother me? You that's, know, 60 years in the business, folks. <laughs> that, that's, that's what, what it's get. come down to. 60 years combined uh, in this business. So when we talk about the World Series team, the key members still with the team, Max Reed, Ozzie Albies, Austin Riley, Charlie Morton, Travis Darnot, A.J. Minter, and Tyler Matzik, who's coming back this year. So... You know, a major turnover oh. when you talk about this roster. We go, talk about the NFL. There's turnover in baseball as well. Go look at the Braves roster. You, know, you want to start at 91? Great. Start at 91. Look at 90 to 91. And then look every year. You go, oh, yeah, that guy was on that team. The only guy, I hate to say this, that guy was on this team. He was on this team that year too? Like two years in a row. And you go, I hardly remember. Well, there was enough stars and Hall of Famers where you might not. But there was turnover even in in the positions that mattered, like starters. Like, if we pulled up 95, that's the, well, 94, no World Series and it goes to crap, but that's Chipper, Klesko, and Javi are basically everyday players. Mm -hmm. They've been around, but they're all basically, that's three of your eight that you just changed, and you won a World Series that year. They had all sort of had their moments, oh, look, I I know who that is, but they became starters in 95. Go look at 99 and see how many how many changes. And you're going to have more changes going into next year if you want to look ahead because I, I don't think Max Fried is going to be a part of this team after this year. History has shown us that someone's going to offer him a lot of money and Alex is going to say, you know, thanks for everything you did for us, but we can't pay you that kind of money. So do you know what we're talking about now? We're talking about I hope he has such a great year yeah. through the postseason that we can't afford him. Now, could you afford him? It seems like you're doing okay. Maybe you could afford him. Do you want to do the deal, though? I hope he's so good this year. Age 30? I think he's 30. People forget. He, he was a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't hit free agencies. I think he doesn't hit free agency until he's 31. I might be right about so that. So I, I think that you can afford it, but you don't want to do it. Right. I hope he has such a good year that he prices himself out of here, but then they find the money and pay him. That's yeah, like Dansby Swanson. You can't pay Dansby Swanson. You could have if you wanted to, but right. you can't pay him $27 million a year. He just can't do that. No. You could have paid Freddie Freeman, but you gave the money to Matt Olson. Just a couple of days later. In retrospect, I, had. I still think if they had both sides, if they had to do that all over yeah. again, both sides, yeah. Alex and Freddie's yes. side, they would not have been as stubborn as yes. they were. I'm not talking to him unless he talks to me first. Yes. That was the attitude. Mm-hmm. Hopefully everybody learned from that. Everybody is in a better place now. But the point is, if somebody would have talked to somebody on either side, if somebody would have broken the ice, Freddie Freeman would still be here. I'm not. Okay. I, I just edited him. I can't tell you. Uh, but, yeah, you're you're absolutely right about that. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I'll leave it may, at that. You I'm may not have supposed said to say more. too much. Um, an update on what is the, it? What, is, what am I holding up right now? Uh, you're holding up a phone. Yeah. What, what if I tell you that there was a three-minute phone call that could have taken place that it would have been done? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. There yeah, was I, I totally believe you uh, when you say that. We've been talking about the uh, Jackie Robinson statue that yes. was destroyed in Wichita, Kansas. I guess we're talking about... At last check, it's probably more than this now. $145,000 worth of donations have come in. Now, the statue, the value of the statue was only seventy five grand. So this thing is going to be reconstructed. There's an anonymous pledge from a major leaguer who they said won a World Series for $10,000. So this thing is going to be reconstructed in no time flat. Yes. There, I, I don't know what year it was, uh, you know, if they have a mold or if the sculptor is still alive or... Um, I would imagine you do something like that. You probably keep the mold, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, so it should be, my point is it should be cheaper the second time around. I don't know what the materials cost. I don't know what bronze is on the open market these days, but 
But I would think because of it's just a, a I won't say just, but if it's a mold, then you don't have to put the man hours and everything else in. It could be done quicker and cheaper. And we talked about the Orioles being sold. So the Angelos family selling to a group led by David Rubenstein, a private equity billionaire, but also Grant Hill mm-hmm. and Cal Ripken yep. are part of the ownership conglomerate. Yeah, uh, Grant Hill has ties to Washington with his family. And um, Cal Ripken had been talking about forever trying to be a part owner of a baseball team, if not the majority owner. I would expect Cal Ripken now, he could have whatever office he wants because he could either do this as a look-at-me job or they might give him a real job and he, he, he might work for the later part of his life being a baseball executive. Today's, I have a feeling that's what it's going to be. And, and obviously he's earned that right. Today's February the 1st. What else has happened on this date? There's a lot of history rolling around in Domino's brain. Time to get some out. Off we go. It's the Week in Sports History presented by Urology of Greater Atlanta. With locations across the metro Atlanta region. Visit us online today at UGATL.com. And we'll focus on this day. 1913, Jim Thorpe, Olympic hero, signs a deal with the New York baseball Giants. Yeah, and at some point they took his medals away because he made like $4. Like, true story. Go find out what it was. It was like $4. So he ran in two different shoes. That's yeah. not Urban Legend, yeah, you right? You see the picture? He, he actually did that. I don't think that's Photoshop. I think he ran in two different shoes. I'm not kidding. That's, yeah, I think he did. So he played pro football. He played pro baseball. He played pro basketball for a while, did he not? I think. An Olympic athlete until they said, hey, you made $4. Give us those medals. I seem like sort of a, like we talk about now, portals and everything else. And I'm not kidding. I think he got $4 to play like outfield on a baseball. And it cost him his Olympic medals, yeah. which is beyond absurd. 1926 on this date, the Yankees send first baseman Wally Pipp to the Reds in exchange for cash. Do you think, let's put it this way, the percentage of people around here, do they know the story of yeah, Wally Pipp? I think so. Around well, here? I don't uh, think they do. Oh. Good question. Adam Gillespie, you'd be our test case. You know who Wally Pipp is? I do know Wally Pipp just because he. I've heard that expression so many times. You're going to get Wally Pipped. Okay. Do you know who Wally Pipped him? That I don't know. So he doesn't know the story. Lou Gehrig. Yeah, I got a headache. That's what I think Wally Pipp said. He sat out. Lou Gehrig came in and... The rest is they said. Yeah. 1995 talks between the league and the players resume. The strike is still going at this day. People forget... In 1995, the season didn't start no. on time. Matter of fact, the owners were moving forward with replacement players. Yep. And finally, they got things together. Well, spring training was coming. And they yep. were like, well, we're going to have spring training, aren't we? Who are the players? Not him, not him. Well, he'll, he'll, he'll be a player. Harry Leitenberg, the uh, one-time closer for the Braves, he was a replacement player, and he was never a part of the MLB union. Players Association. Could not be a part of the union ever because of that. Now, did they do the same thing? In the NFL, like replacement players when they came in. Good question. Because a lot of them, well, not a lot of them, some of them did hang on Uh to keep playing in the NFL after that. I'm wondering if they were shunned the same way these major league players were shunned. Every time you walk walk by the guy. Scab. I don't know. It's a good question. I can tell you, well. You know the 87 Redskins? Those players don't have Super Bowl rings. Those replacement players that came in and played those games. I don't believe they gave them rings. I don't, I don't think I knew that. Now, I wouldn't give them to them in public. No, but they deserve maybe, rings. Yeah, I, here you go. Here's your ring. Yeah. Shh, don't tell anybody we gave it to you. 
So they help, they help them win some games. The Two, rings, all the rings said scab on the side, but the last name used. <laughs> 2008 on this date, Johan Santana signs a six-year, $137.5 million deal with the Mets becoming the highest-paid pitcher in Major League history. Throws that no-hitter, and then his arm falls off. They made him throw 278 pitches that night. Yeah, it was never the same. I mean, it's there's a direct correlation when it when it ended. Do you know? I I'll save it for a, a something. Do you know what else happened on this date? Y- yesterday into. Do you know the NFL draft used to be held in January? I do know that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'll give you some. I'll give you the craziest thing. We don't have time. What do you mean? They just got done playing. The Rose Bowl was just twenty eight days ago. They had a draft in January. Now they we got combines, we got senior bowls, we got to throw over here, we got to throw over there. Well, you don't you have won't to. Throw. You do because uh, it's sponsored and you make money. Uh, speaking of changes to the draft, the NBA is changing their draft. And how far do the Hawks have to go just to break even? Okay. Start the clock, folks. We're going to do it. We're going to yeah. do the NBA draft thing. We're going to oh, handle it oh, next. Oh. All a part of your NBA minute and then some here on Domino and Cellini, the fan six eighty and ninety three seven FM. Oh, oh. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Freaks on Parade. The fans, 680 and 93.7 FM. The Freaks are coming to town September the 12th. Marist Bank Amphitheater. Rock Alice Cooper, Ministry and Filter. That's what the tour is called. Freaks on Parade. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Let's give away a pair right now to caller number 2 at 404-231-1680. Be a part of the Freak Show. How many tickets do we give away? Two tickets at a time? Yeah, two at a time. So you get to invite another freak with you. Yeah. Cool. Join all the other freaks. Every time we talk about the Braves payroll, you get the one person or two people that say, stop justifying the Braves' cheapness. Oh, goodness. Okay. What what just happened? Are we talking about Max Fried? Yeah. And Dansby Swanson. So I'll counter with this. There's... If you check out their payroll, they're not cheap. Yeah, no. Secondly, you just want to sign everybody? You want to be like the Dodgers? You want to be like, I don't know, the Yankees? You want to be like the Mets? Because I got to tell you, the Braves won a World Series uh-huh. uh, long before those teams did. This and the Dodgers World Series. Oh, it's a baby World yeah, Series. Yeah, I don't count. It's a baby World Series. So you want to just spend money pell-mell? It doesn't guarantee you anything. Oh, why are you defending the Braves' cheapness? Because I'm a part of the flagship. <laughs> as this person said. Listen, if you can't win spending $200 million, you're not very good at your job. And that's what they're spending. Yeah. Cheap is what's going on up in Cleveland, what's going on in Oakland. Pittsburgh. Just be careful when you use that word. Yeah, it's, it, if you're over $200 million, you're spending. Now, 
They have more money than ever before. I see the beer trucks pulling on the weekend. I know how much they. You want to just sign anybody to anything? I mean, that's not how it works around here. Well, here's the problem. I I don't even want to use the word. There's a, there's a backward card, and you go look. Sometimes you end up paying for the past. And I think you will if you sign Max Free to a huge deal. Dansby Swanson, twenty-seven million. What did that get Chicago? Oh, they stayed home in the postseason. That's right. And they signed a lot of people. They've got a high payroll. Doesn't guarantee you anything. Matter of fact, usually that works against you if you're just signing guys, as you said, for the past. Justin Verlander, they got Scherzer. A lot of Mets fans. Yeah, 43 million. Thought they were sitting pretty. Yeah, what happened there? What are you doing with it? What? Blame the players. It's over. Yeah, it was over eventually for the Mets. Yeah, are you those guys still with the Mets? No. No, they're not. I fucking hate you, Blooper. I mean, I, I will counter with don't fall into that trap of saying we need to spend money, we're cheap. Mm-hmm. Because they're not cheap. The numbers speak for themselves. Anyway, just thought I'd get that out of the Boy, way. Somebody, somebody tripped your trigger. Well, I just, when you're inaccurate with what you're saying, okay. yeah, I, yeah. I, have to, I have to call you out on that. Oh. I'm inaccurate, and if I am, I, I would hope that people would do the same. So you read that on your phone? Yes. Okay. Coming up in BTG, I'm going to let you hear a radio host. And you know me and LeBron. I, you know, whatever, he's a great player. Great player. I know you're, you very much have been on his side over the years. Yeah. Great player. I'm going to tell you that there was a radio host. How are my two buddies doing, Nick and Chris? Things good? No, it's yeah. not him. We love you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate I don't need, it. I, that, you're welcome. I don't even know the guy's name. That's, that's disrespectful of me. But I'm telling you, as, as I heard, it was mm-hmm. a caller. I said, wait, is this caller going to go down that road? And right what I was thinking, this host actually said... And I said, everyone, like, you read something and you just want to, sure. hold on. So what you're telling me is 210 or $15 million is not enough. Like, that's what you're saying. They're, they're penny pinchers across the street. So I'm going to let you hear a radio host uh, based upon a phone caller to the radio show talking about LeBron James. So the Hawks are 20 and 27, and last season at the same point, they were 24 and 23. So just to break even, they would have to go 22 and 13 the rest of the way. A lot of math. And that's most likely not going to happen. Now, the NBA draft, as we teased, that's an industry term, Uh is moving to a two-night event. The first round will take place on Wednesday, June the 26th, followed by the second round on Thursday, June the 27th. So look out. Wow. You can barely get through the first round, let alone the second round in the NBA draft. There's a reason the NBA draft is now only two rounds. I'm an NBA GM, and I have to work a second day? Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. Now, what was ridiculous is it ending at midnight. Now, I don't, it's ridiculous if you're up watching the second round of an NBA draft. I will tell you it's fairly close to ridiculous Unless you have if you're a family member round. that thinks they're going to get drafted. Yes, there's there's if, always exceptions. If there's yeah. somebody sitting on the couch next to you, and you're thinking you might hear his name, watch till midnight. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that's one of the reasons they did it. They also, you want to know how ridiculous... The NBA recently, like until this year, I think it was two minutes between picks in the second round. So if you want to just know how throwaway this thing has become. Now, you want to give me the Draymond Greens? You want to give me this guy? And hey, oh, you wouldn't have had this guy. The draft used to be 12 rounds plus, I think. And you talked about the NFL draft. I mean, right after the college football season would end, you'd get together and you'd do it in a boardroom somewhere in January. I think they're going to four minutes now. Seriously, the NBA is going to four minutes for second-round picks. Two minutes will tell you that they didn't care. 
Like, nobody cared. I think he was picked already. Ah, whatever. So it's like a fantasy draft. Well, they said, we don't have enough time. It's only two minutes. You might as well pick your cousin at that point. So it's like one of those Calcuttas that we used to do in sports talk. He's later. already picked. Oh. All right, love the show, guys. Just hang up. They don't even have plan B. No. So the NFL draft, 1975, January 28th and 29th. 442 players were chosen over 17 rounds. Steve Barkowski, that's the year he goes number one. But here's what happened. Uh, Hall of Famers Randy White, Walter Payton, Robert Brazil, and Fred Dean were selected. I I think, yeah, the Steelers, this is it. This is it. There's 74 class. Oh, it's... Lynn Swan, Jack Lambert, John Stallworth, Mike Webster, and they signed Donnie Schell. And he's a Hall of Famer. He was an undrafted free agent, Donnie Schell. And he made the Hall of Fame. That's one draft, folks. That'll never be topped. That's one draft. Lynn Swan, Jack Lambert, John Stallworth, Mike Webster, Donnie Schell. All Hall of Famers. Who got a raise that year? Like, there was only like four people well, you in, think about in the building, probably. Chuck Noll, one and 13 his first year. His second year, he's five and nine. He's six and eight in 1971. So 12, 12 and 30, he doesn't make it. No. He, he's Arthur Smith. Mike Krzyzewski said the same thing. This guy has no idea what he's doing. He's out. That's the way it would have worked. Yeah. That's a, that's a worse percentage than Arthur Smith. There's a lot of variables. You know, the Roonies, they're, they're dedicated. And I don't know if you know this, but Chuck Noll wasn't exactly a media darling either. <laughs> Very similar to Arthur Smith. I don't think he was into He was it. bothered by everything. I don't think he was really into entertaining the room, per se. You know, I think he was happy just thinking up new football things. And if you and I wanted to talk with him, hey, let's sit down. It's opening day at camp. You didn't have to. What? This? I got to do this? The story when the Steelers won their last Super Bowl under Noel in 1979, he's walking off the field, and he goes up to his wife, and he's sad. His wife said, what's wrong? He goes, that's it. It's over. We're done. He knew it. Yeah. Hung around for a few more years, but he knew it. Well, I, I wonder what he knew. Age, probably going to lose a couple of guys because yeah. they weren't going to get off the wallet. He, he just knew that yeah, a lot of okay. these guys were at the tail end of their yeah. careers, and how do you replenish that? So so he didn't even have a moment of, look at us, we just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, Honey, I that's four. I don't think so. We're special. I don't believe he did. When we come back, what time will we officially? Hold on. What if Chuck Noll was told he had to do a radio hit every week? That's the way it is. It's 2024, Chuck. Chuck Noll, that guy, mm-hmm. having to do a radio hit every week. Um, Sitting down with us at a table on opening day camp. It would have been uh, very, I don't want to mention any names. It's time to break. We've had a few of those weekly deals that haven't been so good. A lot of one-word answers. Yes, no, <laughs> maybe. What time, speaking of new coaches and press conferences, what time will we Shut officially up, meet Raheem Morris on Monday, we'll talk about I'll that I'll tell you next. what time I'm going to meet and, and there's a mini controversy brewing as a result on this program. Domino and Cellini, the fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Let's go to break. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business. And it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air. 
deep center field and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.